Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing? Good, Dan. How about you? <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. Uh, That's good. We don't want to hear them anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's a fact. <laughs> we don't want to hear the complaints. We don't, we don't want to hear Absolutely don't want to hear absolutely complaints. Absolutely not. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Dan Schwartzman. And now, sitting in for Rich. Hit the drop. It's Dan Schwartzman. Day two of Dan Schwartzman. That's me in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show. And uh, man, I'll tell you. So much to get into. We're going to be hopping around sport to sport to sport today. Because kind of every sport has something that occurred that was, shall we say, interesting. Art Martinez is always on the other side of the glass. And I hope it's not raining there, Art, because uh, yesterday, one of the wackiest things you're going to ever see in a basketball game, right? Yesterday was just bizarro. It really was. You had the... Golden State Warriors going for a sweep. They were in Dallas facing the Mavericks. And Dallas was rolling. They were leading big at halftime. Was it 62 to 47 or something at halftime? And suddenly it starts raining on the basketball court. That's right. You heard me correct. It's raining on the basketball court. No, Dallas didn't decide to rip off the roof of that arena. And have an open-air court. Well, you no. never know because it's Tornado Alley, right? That's true. But Mark Cuban has a couple of dollars. He can afford to keep the roof on and the lights on, right? So there was a leak in the roof. And it's raining onto the court. And the players are like huddling at half court, playing like rock, paper, scissors, shoot. While workers are frantically trying to plug the leaks in the roof. And I'm thinking to myself... This isn't an old arena, right? I find out this arena was built in 2001. Now, I'm no home construction expert. I've owned a couple of houses, and I've had to put new roofs on houses and get, uh, obviously, repairs done. That had to be some terrible construction, right, for a roof after 21 years. And you'd think they'd be kind of looking it over over the years as well. It's the second leak they've had, by the way, in Dallas on the basketball court. Bizarre, man. I mean, you you don't see that. You don't expect that. We've had power outages here and there occur during a basketball game, right? Or a baseball game or an NFL game, whatever it might be. We've had that happen. But very rarely do you have it actually rain on an indoor basketball court in the middle of a Western Conference Finals. But we got that. The good news is there'll be a longer Western Conference Finals because the Dallas Mavericks won the game 119-109. to What's really strange, though, is... 
for a game that was a blowout and out of hand, it actually came to within eight points in that fourth quarter because Golden State outscored Dallas 39-20 to in that fourth quarter. So a game that was a laugher, it was obviously going to be a blowout. Everybody was looking ahead to game number five. There was some life left with the Dallas Mavericks. Got a little serious there in the fourth quarter before Dallas put it away. Luka Doncic, yet another big night. Not great shooting, by the way. 10 of 26 from the field, only 3 of 11 from three-point land. Did put up 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 9 assists. So, big night for him. Did get help from Finney Smith. Reggie Bullock was great, 6 of 10 from three-point land. Jalen Brunson continues to put up some numbers. He had 15 points. Kleber with 13. He got a lot of help. This is how Dallas has to win. You can't be a one-man band, right? Very few one-man bands are successful. Very rarely do you get the Eric Claptons and guys like that. You need to have guys around you as well. And for at least one night, Luka Doncic got that help. And we know that Jason Kidd earlier this postseason had called out the rest of his teammates saying pretty much, look, Luka's doing Luka. He's going to need some help here, guys. Like, he can't do it all himself. Like, somebody's got to show up and be that second fiddle. Somebody's got to be the Robin to his Batman. And yesterday, they answered the call. They got it done. And we have more basketball in the West. And, by the way, congratulations to Luka Doncic. For the third time in his four-year career, he was named a first-team All-NBA selection. Okay? Puts him in some rarefied air. Hey, Art Martinez, I'm going to bring you in here for a little trivia. I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? Who are the two names that Luka Doncic has joined to be a first-team All-NBA player for the third time, I believe before the age of 25? There's two other players. Two other players? Yes. Wow. Have Kobe? this distinction. Nope. Kobe. Not Kobe. Not Kobe. Nope. Not Kobe. Wow. No. And by the way, one's playing now and one retired and was was a Hall of Famer recently. Uh, give me a little bit more. Is a point guard? Uh, power no, forward? one was a, one was a, yeah, uh, one was a power forward. One is the size of a power forward, but can shoot three pointers and is a wow. curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. <laughs> he's a, he's a big curmudgeon. Wow. Um, hard, right? I can't think of it. No, Dave, uh, Tim Duncan. Well, yeah, I should have thought of Tim Duncan. Yeah. I was thinking and about Kevin that. Durant. Really? Yeah. That's some company, right? Wow, yeah, that's that's wow. Luka Doncic has joined those two in rarefied air for what he has accomplished in his career so far, and it's a very, very young career. First team All NBA selection alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, and Devin Booker. What's interesting about that list of first teamers? Three are foreign-born players. Think about that, right? Giannis is Greek. Nikola Jokic is Serbian, I believe, and Luka Doncic is Slovenian. The emergence of basketball on the global scale and the talent that can, that can be pumped out of other countries. Well, we're already seeing it from the Olympics, you know. I mean, they're catching up to us. They are catching up to us. But you know what? It's one thing to assemble a team of guys who are good NBA players, right? And we've seen that. Like Argentina had Manu Ginobili, who, of course, is a Hall of Famer, and a couple other guys. I hated had, him. Uh, yeah, and I know, because, of course, you hated him. But uh, 
I liked him because he was a guy that understood his role, played it, and did it well. Could have gone elsewhere and put up bigger numbers, but still didn't. hated him. Still hate him because he's that gnat. He's annoying. He's a great defensive guy as well. But if he played for your team, though, you love him. He's that type of player. If he played for your team, you love him. It's like Draymond Green. I can't stand Draymond Green. But if I was a Warriors fan, I'd tell you right now, I probably love Draymond Green. Yeah, I'd love him on the Lakers. Absolutely. Right. Because he gets his, he rolls up his sleeves, gets his hands dirty doesn't care about his individualized statistics, understands the game. And annoys you while while he's doing it. Yes, he annoys you. He's a very bright guy, so he knows what he's doing. It's all calculated. He annoys you, but then also understands that he needs to get Clay Thompson and Steph Curry involved early in the game, so he'll forgo shots. He'll pass it out to the perimeter. By design, by the way, to get those guys shooting. They're volume shooters, right? So he'll put the ball out there for them. And again, he's sacrificing his own numbers. Draymond Green averages like eight or nine points a game in his career. And people talk about the Hall of Fame. Can you put a guy with eight or nine points a game in the Hall of Fame? Well, Dennis Rodman's in, right? Because you put in a guy, Ben Wallace. But can you put in a guy like Draymond Green? And I think the argument's going to be, well, Draymond gave up a lot for the success of that team to win championships. Because he's a better scorer than eight or nine points a game. We know that. It's because he's a facilitator out there and he's a gnat. So, yeah, you don't love him. You actually hate him if he plays against you. But if he's on your team, you're the biggest Draymond Green fan. Makes a lot of sense to me. But it's impressive to me when you think about the fact that these three players on the NBA first team, and then you throw in, you know, Joel Embiid on the second team, four of the ten first and second team players are foreign-born players. I mean, basketball is so strong because... Unlike other sports, now baseball has it because baseball, you get players from the Dominican Republic, you get players from Japan, you get players from Korea. I mean, there's talented players coming up, but you're not getting players from Europe really, right? Very few players from Europe. Well, Max Kepler, I guess, of um, the, the former twin is German born, I believe. But most of the time, you're getting players from, from either the U.S., some Canadian players. Uh, Japan has brought in, obviously, tremendous players. Shohei Otani is an absolute stud. And uh, the Caribbean, so Latin America. But the NFL is not an international sport, per se, in terms of where players are coming from. And, of course, hockey is, but that's because you have, a, you know, obviously a lot of people from Russia and Germany and, and uh, you know, Finland and countries like that. And a lot Sweden. of European countries. Sweden, right. You don't have any Asian countries really giving you uh, hockey players. But the fact is, you do have a lot of players coming from Europe, besides Canada, playing here in the United States. But in basketball, I mean, Nikola Jokic has won back-to-back MVPs. Luka Doncic is going to win MVPs at some point. Giannis Antetokounmpo has won back-to-back MVPs. Joel Embiid was a runner-up for the MVP award. It's, it's impressive. It really is impressive when you think about these guys and what they're doing. I mean, Nikola Jokic, a second-round pick with two MVPs back-to-back, I mean, that puts you right in that... I mean, he's got plenty of basketball left in his career, but right there, that's a nice early starter for Hall of Fame, right? I mean, how many guys have had back-to-back MVPs and have not made the Hall of Fame? I don't know, but I bet you the list isn't very long, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of those guys, and people are already, you know, probably getting a space ready for him in Springfield, Massachusetts. But Doncic, you know, watching Luka Doncic yesterday, what I love about this kid is this. 
even if he's not on, right? Even if the shot isn't going well, it doesn't stop him. You have guys out there in the NBA that if they're cold to start a game, they just they lose the confidence, right? They don't want to keep shooting the basketball. Not Russell Westbrook. Well, he yeah, we can spend a whole show on Russell Westbrook. You know, I looked in a dictionary once, and under the definition of stack compiler, guess what? There was a picture of Russell Westbrook and a runner-up photo of Carmelo Anthony. Can you believe that? Pretty fitting. <laughs> of course, I didn't look this up, but that's that's how I look at Russell Westbrook and I look at uh, Carmelo Anthony. But I don't, you know, isn't it interesting though? Because Luka Doncic is a stack compiler too. He puts up unbelievable numbers, right? Points, rebounds, assists. He's always closing in on a triple well, he double. He has to. He's the only threat on that team. But I don't, you know what? But I don't see him in the same light as Russell Westbrook. Like I don't like Russell Westbrook. To me, does it because he wants the personal gratification of the stats, right? Like he wants that triple double because he wants to average a triple double on the season. I don't. When I watch Luka Doncic play, I don't think that's what he's doing. I don't think he's out there going. I need the statistics. Like, I think you can win with Luka Doncic on your team. It's been proven you can't win with Russell Westbrook on your team, right? It's proven. He's never won. Same with Carmelo Anthony. You're not winning anything with Carmelo Anthony on your team. Now, maybe coming off a bench you can, but as a starting superstar type player, you're not winning anything with Carmelo Anthony. The proof is in the results, and there are no results. Same with Russell Westbrook. And it's amazing that a guy who has averaged a triple-double for a season, not once, not twice, but three times in his career, you shrug your shoulders and you say, where is he playing next year? Who the heck wants him? The Lakers certainly don't want him back. That was a disaster. By the way, everybody knew it would be a disaster except the Lakers and Rob Palenka. But who the heck's going to take Russell Westbrook right now except to have his contract? You know, in basketball, they finagle things left and right to make uh, salary caps work and this and that. It's the strangest thing. You have to have a PhD in mathematics to figure out how the finances of basketball work. But the only way a team's going to want Russell Westbrook isn't because they're bringing him in thinking that he's actually going to help them win games or he's that final piece to win a championship, right? The only reason why a team's going to make a move with the Lakers who will gladly ship him off and pay for, pay for the plane ticket... I think they'll is, pay half his salary, too. Probably. Whatever it takes to get him off the roster is because you have to figure out the money situation in basketball. And if Russell Westbrook can help you kind of free up some money... Buying him out, whatever it might be, by all means, send him over. But Doncic isn't that type of player. He's not. I mean, I'm watching that game yesterday and pretty much every game this series and in the postseason, I'm thinking to myself, he's different. Like, yeah, he needs to play more defense, right? He's not the most athletic guy, but he just has this uncanny ability to get things done out on a court. It's, It's amazing. Like, a couple of days ago, before Game 3, was it, Art? He was drinking a beer in the afternoon. Did you see that? He was, like, having lunch or something? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, whatever. If that's his... If that's it's his custom. His, it's, he's European. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem with that. Doesn't affect him, right? If, if that's what it takes for Luka Doncic to give you a triple-double with 30 points, 14 rebounds, and, you know, they had, only had nine assists yesterday, didn't get that 10th, but still... If it's a quick beer in the afternoon, by all means, go have a quick beer in the afternoon, right? Hell, I'll join him for that quick beer. But it's it, he's an impressive player. He just doesn't have enough around him, and that's obviously evident.
He just doesn't have that supporting cast. Now they have the a couple of guys here and there. If they can hold on to Brunson, if uh, you know Dinwiddie's healthy, it's obviously a very good addition when they brought him in. He's got a couple of guys here and there, but there's no real number two player right now in Dallas, and that's going to be the Achilles heel to this team moving forward. If they cannot add that next guy to help out Luka Doncic, they're not getting over the hump. I mean, they're really not going to get over the hump. They can't. They're not good enough to get over the hump if he does not get some help. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, the NFL season is rolling along in terms of where we're at in the offseason. It is OTAs all voluntary, of course. The latest news in the N- in the NFL, what is going on with that? We'll get to that coming up next. Our buddy Jason Cole is going to join us. But first, Callaway didn't just create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every player. Rogue ST irons come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence on high-strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. Their most popular iron of the bunch is Rogue ST Max. It's designed for the widest range of players because of its refined game improvement shaping an incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. But for you, but for you low to mid single-digit handicappers, Rogue ST Pro will give you that hollow body construction in a sleek, compact player's shape. Callaway's best game improvement model is Max OS, which gives mid to high handicappers total forgiveness with high launch, wide soles, and enhanced offset. There's also Max OS Lite, their most forgiving high launch iron. It comes with wider soles and increased lofts in a lightweight package for players with slower swing speeds. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash Go Rogue. We'll talk some NFL. Our buddy Jason Cole will join us next, just underway on a Wednesday. I am Dan Schwartzman, in for Rich Eisen right here on the Rich Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, Dan Sportsman in for Rich. By the way, yesterday they did not win the Sports Emmy. Congratulations to Good Morning Football that took home the award. But an awesome job, of course, for Rich Eisen and the crew as always. And there's always next year to bring home the award. NFL OTAs this week, they're voluntary. Some big names not showing up. Some coaches don't seem to care really, although, you know, secretly they do care and want all their guys to be there. But there are some big stories to Sean Watson. That continues. And the question is, when will the next shoe drop with what the NFL will do? Will there be a suspension? Will there be not? That's the big question as the Cleveland Browns get ready for this upcoming season. High expectations with their new quarterback on a massive guaranteed contract. Let's bring in our good buddy, Florida Football Insiders, Jason Cole, joining us. And Jason, look, I, you don't have a crystal ball, obviously, but is something, I mean, is the NFL just going to kind of let this play out and at the last minute potentially levy a suspension? Where are we at with this Deshaun Watson situation? Well, I think they're going to let it, let it play out until a point. But since we're now at the civil stage on it, you, I mean, you, ha- and you've gotten beyond the criminal stage, you can pretty much do what you want whenever you want. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we're looking at a suspension of anywhere minimum, I would think minimum of eight games, maximum of one season. Um, and, 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 you know, I expect that to happen sometime. <sighs> Probably early, either right before training camp or early in training camp, or if they decide they want to, like, not have it interfere with training camp, you know, sort of from a marketing and PR standpoint. Right. Maybe they do it sometime in July um, when it's sort of a dead time in the league and players aren't around, and you know. But I mean, the story's not going away; it's <laughs> just to mitigate it as much as possible. Is that one of the reasons why Baker Mayfield's still on this roster? Uh, there are some people who speculate that, although I just have no idea how you – like, I just don't know how you bring him back <laughs> and have him speak as the face of your franchise, right? Because at a certain point, like, the quarterback has to talk. Right. <laughs> and he has to be – and he's going to be interviewed, right? Like, you can't sit there and go, well, we have this quarterback um, – you know, he's playing this week and, you know, yeah, he's been around before, but, you know, we don't really want you to talk about him or to him. Like, it just, it just doesn't work. So, I mean, they'll find some solution. I mean, maybe it's, you know, they do something inventive and they go trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, who seems to be conditioned to these kinds of circumstances. You know, maybe that's, you know, maybe they do something really clever like that. Ultimately, however, I think that, Baker Mayfield's going to be playing probably for Seattle, you know, uh, by the time, by the time this is all said and done, because that's where people who trust the people who scouted him, you know, John Dorsey and his crew in Cleveland, those people primarily work in Seattle and Green Bay and Green Bay is obviously not trading for Baker Mayfield. It's crazy though, because you're right. You know, Baker Mayfield, if he's playing for Cleveland, while Deshaun Watson is suspended, right, you can't keep him away from the cameras, and we know he's an emotional guy, Jason, so 
you put a microphone in front of his face, he's not going to hold back, right? He rarely does. He's going to tell you why, how he why, feels. Why should he? I mean, why like should he's, he? He's on a one-year deal. He's on a one-year deal. <laughs> he should look at, you know, like, he can, he can say every week, you know, look, I hate Kevin Stefanski, which he does, right? <laughs> right. Like, and, you know, and he can say, I hate Andrew Barry, and he does. That's he does. Truth, right? <laughs> or, or, you know, or it becomes a sideshow. Like, he says, well, you know, everything's, you know, he can lie and say everything's great, and everybody knows not. He doesn't want right. to be there. He's asked out. So, uh, you know, and, and here's the other part of it. Why do you want a guy like that around – the players. I, yeah. It's I just, you know, I mean, as soon as he throws a, you know, has a two interception game, which everybody does, people sit there and say, oh, you know, he's not playing hard for them. And yeah, it, it just becomes a nightmare. So the answer is no, you can't have Baker Mayfield. I, you know, it works well in theory. Right. You know, sort of, but in practice, no, it just, it, it's, it's like the idea of trying to have a team in, in London. In theory, it sounds great. In practical sense, there's no way you can ever do it. No, not going to happen. Florida Football Insiders, Jason Cole joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Wednesday. You brought up Jimmy Garoppolo. Isn't that a bizarre situation as well where you got Shanahan saying, yeah, I kind of expect him to be traded. Everybody else expects him to be traded. Yet Garoppolo's still there, probably looking around saying, hey, guys, I, I'm still wearing a 49ers helmet here, and I have yet to be traded. That's a bizarre situation as well, Jason. Well, it's also bizarre because, you know, Kyle, you're in charge. Right. What do you mean you kind of expect he's going to be traded? You make the decision. <laughs> right? like, I mean, like, who, who are we kidding, Right. right. I mean, ultimately, the owner makes the decision. I don't want. I don't want to go too far with this, but you know, like next after the, the person who's in charge of, of personnel, James Kyle Shanahan, essentially. I mean, I know they have John Lynch as GM, but John is going to acquiesce to what you know what Kyle wants to do. I think that there's still a problem in San Francisco in that. Look, the players believe in Jimmy. They believe they can win. They believe he's going to be a tough guy and he's going to fight hard and he's going to give them everything they got. They're not as convinced of that of Trey Lance. Not that they dislike him. Everything I hear from that organization is guy's hardworking guy, shows up, good personality, good team player. You know, he handled the Garoppolo situation very professionally, just like Jimmy did. You know, those guys, you know, those guys tried really hard to make it work for the best of the team, right? And so the players right. expect both of those guys. The problem is that Trey Lance, A, has never played, and B, when he's been in practice, he's not the most accurate thrower in practice, and that worries guys. In fact, one of the rumors that was floating around for a while was that, you know, part of the reason Debo wanted out, and may still want out, is that he saw that Trey Lance is not a very accurate thrower and doesn't look like he's going to be able to play. Now, I haven't heard that from more than a couple of people and when you don't watch practice it's hard to know and Debo certainly has never said anything like that and ultimately finally I do expect that they're going to get a deal done so even if Debo did think that he's never going to admit it if he gets a deal done and he'll say it's a lie so I don't really 100% know the, the situation perfectly but when you go to a new quarterback 
there are doubts, and there always will be doubts until the guy gets on the field and proves it. Jason, the quarterback situation in Arizona with the Cardinals, we know Kyler Murray wants that mega contract. I'll be honest, I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't know if he's truly an elite quarterback. Are you really going to pay this guy 260 to $300 million guaranteed dollars for however many years, six years? I mean, is this eight years, whatever it is? You think he's worth that kind of money? Uh, how easy is it to find another one? No, I get that, but uh, I, well, it's going right, to be a big I number mean, on like, the salary that's cap. Ultimate, that's all that matters. Like, I look, I always sit here and and people like to quibble, like, oh, forty million dollars is not that forty. Oh, that's ridiculous. And you know, oh, you should try and get a guy for twenty five million dollars or that. Like quarterbacks are expensive. It's just it's a sunk cost. And if you get one guy guy who can play, you hang on to him as long as you can. And yes. Kyler Murray's not perfect, all right? Mm-hmm. He's a spread offense guy who needs a running game next to him and big receivers and a lot of things that have to work around him, right? That's absolutely true. But that yeah. kid can throw, and he can and he can play, and trying to find another one is just really, really, really hard. And so I think you, you have to ride with him. Now, there are different situations, like – I think Kyler Murray can really throw it. You go to Baltimore, and Lamar Jackson hasn't proven that he can throw it. And I say you go year to year in that situation. And so, you know, there's just a difference um, in those two guys. I would not pay Lamar Jackson. I would pay Kyler Murray. I, you know what? That was, I was actually going to go there next, Jason. You read my mind. Uh, who are you more comfortable paying and I would have said Kyler Murray because I agree with you. I think Lamar Jackson hasn't proven with any sort of consistency that he can throw the football. And as he ages and he's not going to be running as much because he has to live, the fact is I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a hindrance to him moving forward. Now, I do want to get into a guy where people question his throwing abilities. All the world word coming out of Miami, especially from Tyreek Hill, and maybe saying it to be nice to his new teammate, is that Tua Tagovailoa is throwing the football well. You're, buying, you're down there. You're buying any of this or is this all a PR game? Well, actually, I don't live there anymore, but that's okay. What? Um, yeah, I live in Gainesville, you know. But oh, I mean, you're still in the state, though, at least. Yeah. Well, yes. It, it, Four hundred miles away is it, it, it's close enough. enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, look, I think there are things about Tua Tagovailoa that you like. He gets rid of the ball quickly. I think he's super accurate. I don't think he has great arm strength. I don't think he's an explosive athlete the way that he was, or he appeared to be at least, when he was a freshman and a sophomore at Alabama, right? I think those injuries took a lot out of him. But those are also injuries that you say, okay, how long did it take to heal? You know, they were serious injuries. Will he ever get better? There's a lot of maybes in that. And that's why there's an awful lot of doubt and enough time has passed. So I think that I think Tua is a good enough quarterback. He's, I don't think he's ever going to be a special quarterback, and that makes it difficult. But you know, you're still playing on his rookie deal, and you don't you're not in the middle of a contract situation. Let it play out a little bit longer. Yeah, take another year to figure it out, and McDaniel hopefully can figure it out. 
Speaking of quarterbacks, Tom Brady will be 45 years old uh, opening day of this season when they play. And that's unbelievable, first of all. He's 45 years old coming off two years in Tampa throwing for, what, almost 10,000 yards and, uh, you know, close to 90 touchdowns. But we know, Jason, that in football, guys don't grace well, right? I mean, they don't age well. We saw Peyton Manning fall off a cliff that last year. Why do we always just sit here? I know Tom Brady's in great shape and looks great, and he's great on Twitter, by the way, but why do we just assume that Tom Brady is not going to have that kind of a drop-off? He's going to be 45 freaking years old, Jason. That's crazy. Okay. I'll roll with him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're right. The wheels are going to come off some point. Some point. Right. But until that time, I'm riding with him. Okay? Like... (laughs) Keep me on that train, and but it, it's got to happen. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Bill Belichick has already proven that maybe that decision to do the whole Branch Ricky thing, you know, the trade him a year or too early before a year too late, you know, that the famous yeah. the, the famous Branch Rickyism, which you know Bill Walsh, you know, you know, made a, a way of life, mm-hmm. and then Belichick has borrowed it. Sure. Most of the time, you're right. You know, 95% of the time, trade them a year too early before you trade them a year too late, right? That's true. Um, in this guy's case, like, he's he's proven to be the ultimate exception. Okay? Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and, and if I'm Tampa, like, I, I don't have, you know, like, I don't have to get something for him. I'm, I've got an older team that's ready to win now. I'm trying to win now. When the wheels come off, the wheels come off, and I'll just rebuild the whole thing, and that's fine. But until that point, this is my guy, and I'll worry about three to four years down the line when I have to. That's that's just how the view I would take with Tom Brady at this point. Our buddy Jason Cole joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. You know, another interesting uh, you know scenario that I look at is what the Denver Broncos are going to be. Good defense, right? I mean, they have some you know, mm-hmm. weapons. There's some good players. You add Russell Wilson. That's a 7-10 and 10 team playing in one of the most difficult divisions in all of football. What kind of improvement are you expecting from them? Look, I think this is a playoff team. If Wow. If, um, look, you're adding a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. to a team that has really good offensive players. And a solid defense, not a great defense. You know, losing Von Miller, you go backwards. Chubb has never turned out to be the player that they wanted him to be. All, you know, all those things that we we talk about. But you know, special quarterbacks, you know, change a lot. And I think if 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 Russell had been healthy all of last season, Seattle would have been you know a play a serious playoff contender. You know, look at how they dropped off without him. Yeah. So I I. I think they're a playoff contender with the caveat that, yes, that's the toughest division in football from top to bottom. I will say this. I'm worried about Kansas City a lot because of the nature of their schedule and you know, the loss of Tyreek Hill and the way that they, you know, that Spagnuolo runs his defense, especially early in the year. So there are things to be concerned about in Kansas City. San Diego, look, they've never figured out how to win in a big way. The Raiders, you know, I... I, I, you know, McDaniel, I, I like, but, and, you know, and Carr is, you know, probably an above average quarterback, but I would say this, you know, he turns the ball over a lot. 
Yeah. And I think if, if he continues to do that, Josh McDaniels is going to be pulling his hair out. And the stability of that organization on the front office side with all their changes makes me wonder what the heck is going on. So there's a lot of question marks in in Las Vegas about that team, but there is talent and, you know, bringing in Devontae Adams. And, you know, so it's a really fun division because you could see all four of those teams make the playoffs, not all at once. I don't think that's going to happen. But you can see a valid argument for each one of those four to make it. And certainly I think two playoff teams are going to come out of that division minimum. Yeah, no, you're right. All four of them are good enough to make the playoffs. What a difficult division it is. Uh, Jason, last question. The Philadelphia Eagles, at least on paper this offseason, have added a lot of players. I mean, that's a 9-8 and eight team that uh, looks like they've improved, but a lot's going to be riding on Jalen Hurts. Are you a believer? In Jalen Hurts? Yeah. No, not really. I think he's a really nice backup. And I think that they position themselves to make the best run that they possibly can with Jalen Hurts while at the same time saying, okay, we've got ammunition. Like I think they have two first round picks next year and then they have some other later round picks um, from the trades they made before this draft. I think they put themselves in position that if they have to go make a move for Stroud or Young next year, that they can go do that and still have you know, some really good players around him. I think Howie Roseman played this pretty in a pretty clever fashion to both try and win now, but also say, okay, if the quarterback is not as good as we think, let's let's put ourselves in position to get that next great one in the fall in the following draft. I think that that certainly could happen. It's funny because I worked in Philadelphia for four and a half years, and I still kind of follow a lot of people there and. Just the different thinking, Jason, on Jalen Hurts. Some think he's going to turn the corner. He's going to be the guy. Others are like you. You know what? This is a guy that's really a really good backup in this league, a guy who can spot start here and there. But, I mean, sentiment all over the place when you think about what uh, Jalen Hurts well, He, exc- he excites be. people. I mean, look, guys, yeah. guys who get out of the pocket and make big plays, you know, they always capture people's attention. There's no question about it. Um, but, look – 85 to 90% of quarterbacking is done from the pocket, and it still is. You know, people can talk about it all they want, but you have to win from the pocket because uh, football is still designed that way to run the whole field. So can you drop back and quickly find guys and make quick decisions to run a consistent offense? And I think when you watch that from Jalen Hurts, the answer is no. He's not that kind of player. Um and, 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 you know, the, the running ability is great. The throwing ability is pretty good. You know, some other things, the accuracy, yeah, right? So, but I hope that he makes it. Like, I hope that that guy's awesome yeah. because, you know, that's why we watch. <laughs> we want to see awesome players. But I think the, the generally the argument is no. But I think the Eagles are going to give him every chance, which is a good thing and a smart thing for themselves. Yeah. But while also saying, okay, we have our doubts as well, and we've now put ourselves in position that if we have to go get one of those stars, we can do that, yeah. while at the same time having some weapons for that star to walk right in and have, you know, like a guy like A.J. Brown. We got him on a long-term right. deal, and he's young. 
So, you know, if we have to pair him with Bryce Young or with, you know, C.J. Stroud, like, you know, we'll roll with that right away. And they can make a smooth transition. Yep. No, no question about it. You're right. They really couched it well in terms of what happens with Jalen Hurts this year. Our buddy Jason Cole, Florida football's Florida, excuse me, Florida football insiders. Jason, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Anytime. Be good. Thanks. Awesome stuff from our buddy Jason Cole. I do want to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation because it also kind of leads into the Green Bay Packers situation and their backup quarterback. Stan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen right here on a Wednesday. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. Funny, you know, talking to Jason Cole, the name Jimmy Garoppolo coming up. That is a bizarre situation ongoing right now in San Francisco. It's as if everybody knows he's gone, but he's not gone. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, saying, I expect him to be traded, yet he's not traded yet, right? And the question is, like, when is this going to happen, and is it going to happen? And if not, then what happens? Like, how do you come back from these statements? That's the problem that I have sometimes when it comes to coaches. They'll say things. And do they not understand the possible ramifications of what they're saying? So if Kyle Shanahan's like, yeah, I expect him to be traded, and you would think he'd be in the know considering he is the head coach of the team, and then he's not traded, how do you like? Do you just bring Jimmy into your office first day of training camp? Hey, Jimmy, hey, um, yeah, we didn't get uh, we didn't get around to trading you this off season. Have a good competition against Trey Lance. Like, how do you actually go about doing this? Is there a good way to do it? Or is it, hey, Jimmy, we know you're a professional. We pay you a lot of money. So uh, I expect you to be good about this. I don't know how you do it. Or do you even mention it at all? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mention of, it. Kind of play it off as if this offseason off. never happened? Yeah. What? What are you talking? So when a media member says, hey, uh, I thought uh, you said that Jimmy was going to be traded. What? 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 Who said he's being traded? I never said that. How do you? But it's going to come up, right? Us media members don't forget things. So you know, at some point, it's going to be asked of Kyle Shanahan, and then it's going to be relayed to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? 
And the first question somebody's going to ask Jimmy Garoppolo when the camera's stuck in his face, if he is a 49er at the start of training camp, is, Jimmy, are you surprised to be here? And then the follow-up will be, why are you here? How do you feel about it? Do you deserve to be the starter? You know what I'm saying? It's just going to get uglier and uglier and uglier as that ball rolls down the hill. And he seems to be a professional. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo seems to say the right things, right? I think he's handled this very well. Unless he's just a laid-back dude and doesn't care. And it's like, all right, I'll be making money next year somewhere else. It doesn't matter where I am. But I don't think that's how he is. I just think he's a guy that's a professional understands what he's doing here. But still, get my drift? It's not a good situation. And here's the problem that you have if you're a 49er fan. If this team was so secure with Trey Lance as their quarterback, and by the way, they traded up and gave a lot to trade up, to draft this guy third overall, and yet it's not clear-cut that he's the guy for you and you still have Jimmy Garoppolo around? What message are you sending the fans? Maybe we screwed up sending first-round picks to move up to the third pick to take this kid who had like 16 career starts in North Dakota State? Isn't it a little strange here? Like, don't you under, don't you wonder... Like, look, you know, Zach Wilson was drafted one spot ahead of Trey Lance. And sure, I guess you could say he played a little better competition because he played D1 football. But it was at BYU. The Jets threw him right in as the starting quarterback. And sure, he did struggle, showed signs here and there that he could be really good. But for the most part, he did struggle. And Trey Lance goes one spot behind him and may not even be a starter in year number two. There doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence there, right? I mean, you have to kind of wonder what's the the behind-the-door thinking going on with the 49ers and their quarterback situation. Well, maybe they're looking for a possible suitor that they just can't find and they can't make the right deal. (sighs) I thought of that, but here's the problem. Sometimes you have to get rid of a guy, right? Like, Trey Lance has to play. You're going to sit the number three overall pick not one but two years? For Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo's a serviceable quarterback. He's not winning you a Super Bowl, though. Like, no one's ever, uh, you know, made the mistake and thought of him as a great quarterback. I I had him a couple of weeks on my fantasy team, and then I dropped him. Exactly, because he's, he's okay. He's, he's fine. He's serviceable. Nothing special. Never turned out to be the guy that the 49ers thought when they traded that second-round pick to Belichick, and some believe that Belichick could have gotten a first-round pick for him, but wanted him out of the AFC, and then also, you know, his buddy-buddy with Shanahan. And also thought for Garoppolo's sake that that was a good situation for him. But still, like, he's never turned out to be the elite quarterback people thought he would be based on the limited opportunities we saw him play in New England backing up Tom Brady. Remember, he was, like, really good as a starter a few years. Well, I mean, not even a few years, a few games here and there. So the bottom line is, I just think that you have to be a little concerned about where Trey Lance is. And Jason Cole said it, like, the rumblings and grumblings coming out of 49er land is he's just not an accurate quarterback. Well, that's a big problem. Like, I don't think you teach accuracy. Like, I've had this conversation with some quarterbacks. I don't believe you can teach accuracy. It's hard to do so if you can. When you're drafting a guy third overall, you don't want to be going back to the fundamentals trying to figure out how he can be a more accurate quarterback if it's his motion, his delivery, whatever it is. 
Well, if that's the case and those are concerns, you don't draft the guy third overall after trading a boatload of uh, picks for him. But Jimmy's been the good soldier out there. He's, he's doing his thing, has said the right things. He's not making a big stink. He's not threatening this and that. But I know there's a lot of concern when it comes to being a 49er fan as to what's going on. A couple of years ago, you thought you are right down the cusp of, uh, you know, being a Super Bowl winner. Now you don't even know who your quarterback is next year. And if you do know it's Trey Lance, are you that secure with that? Are you comfortable with that? Are you happy with that? You think that's the way to go? I don't. To me, the best guy has to win the job, right? It's about winning football games. This isn't a rebuild situation if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and guys like that. Like you got to win football games. Truth, truth be told, is Trey Lance going to win you football games next year over Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably not. Art Martinez might not want you on his fantasy team, but the reality is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win you more games than Trey Lance. But on the other hand, you got to play Trey Lance at some point, get his feet wet. You spent a number three overall pick on the guy, and you gave up picks to get him. Can't sit him on the bench two straight years. That would not be a good look. You know what's not a good look? The best player on the planet in hockey, and no one ever watches him play. But I have been watching him. I have. I've been sneaking out there to the TV and watching him late at night because that's the only time they play. I want to get into the NHL playoffs a little bit next. We're heading arrow number two coming up. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen right here. It is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. 